Right, uh, we're going to go to Singapore now, where the Asia Security Summit is underway. It's known as the Shangri-La Summit, named after the hotel where it's uh, held. More than 600 delegates from 49 countries will be there. But everyone is really looking uh, for a meeting between US and China's defence secretaries. China has turned down an invitation for an official uh, meeting with the US Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin. But take a look at this. This is the US and Chinese delegation. Uh, they were seated together at a dinner earlier. And there's the two defence ministries shaking hands. Uh, smart work by whoever organised the seating plan there. We'll come back to that. Now, Australia's uh, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese urged dialogue between the US and China during his uh, keynote speech. It's not a question of placing obstacles in the way of any nation's progress or their potential. This is a matter of simple, practical structures to prevent a worst-case scenario. And the essential precondition for this is, of course, dialogue. Australia strongly supports the renewed efforts from President Biden's administration to establish reliable and open channels of communication between the governments of the United States of America and the People's Republic of China. Right, let's speak to Derek Grossman, security analyst at the RAND Corporation, nonpartisan US think tank. Thanks very much for coming on the programme. Thanks for having me. So let's start with that photo then, that handshake. No proper full-on meeting, but some words must have been said at some point. What do you make of it? Yeah, I mean, not entirely unexpected. As you said, they were seating, uh, they were seated next to each other. And I think the facilitators of the uh, Shangri-La dialogue obviously did that on purpose uh, to see if maybe they could get um, the two sides to, to, uh, to meet up. Uh, and the Chinese official line on it is, well, you can, the United States continues to maintain sanctions on our defense minister, and so why would we why would we countenance a meeting with the with the U.S. Secretary of Defense? I think there's a, a lot more to the story than that. Tensions have been on the rise for years now, and I think it was punctuated by the spy balloon incident back in February. A Chinese spy balloon went over the continental U.S. Mm. and the U.S. military shot it down. So there's a lot to unpack there. So what do you think is going to have to happen to nudge things in a more cordial direction? Well, I mean, I think that the two sides, uh, besides besides the sanctions issue, if we can get past that, I think the two sides need to have a very frank and candid discussion about what their interests are. I mean, we just had this um, unprofessional uh, air maneuver uh, uh, around the South China Sea, and there's a lot of finger pointing on that. Uh, there's obviously also building tensions over Taiwan. And so having those kinds of dialogues in a frank and candid manner can help the situation. But at the end of the day, both sides obviously have kind of core differences in their approach. Uh, and so it's not really clear how they move beyond those differences. And can you give us an idea what happens behind closed doors? Pull back the curtain for us a bit, if you can. Um, are there conversations, emails, exchange between the two sides at a kind of more junior level? Is there constant contact over various things? How does it actually work? Yeah, well, one of the kind of alarming things is that there's no kind of like red line that the Secretary of Defense or the Ministry of National Defense on the Chinese side can pick up and right. call their counterpart with. 
it is at a more junior level, but there are there are uh, routine discussions uh, between the two sides and trying to figure out, you know, when the next meeting will be and what will be discussed. And so at least there's that at kind of the more grassroots level, but at the higher levels, there's not. And so that, I think to Prime Minister Albanese's point, uh, you ran that clip earlier, he is, 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 was very explicit that we cannot see the two sides completely shut off communication because that could be dangerous for, global, uh, for the globe. Indeed. I want to talk about North Korea. We may come back to China because I do want to come back to some of the other things that they'll be talking about. Um, but I want to focus now on North uh, Korea. And just before we chat about it, let's just take a look at this. So these, that was, you know, warning sirens there, people running in the streets. This was pretty recently. North Korea launched uh, that satellite. It was a failed uh, launch, but it still spread a lot of concern in South Korea and in Japan. Uh, what's been the reaction to that since then and how highly will North Korea feature here? Yeah, I mean, the South Korean people live under constant threat, unfortunately, whether it's a space launch or it's a nuclear test or conventional missile test. So, I mean, unfortunately, they're very used to this. There has been some domestic fallout in South Korea over the urgent message that went out that perhaps it was a little bit too alarming and was unnecessary. And so we'll see how that impacts President Yoon and his administration. But I mean, the point still stands that uh, that North Korea is building its capabilities. This particular test failed, but uh, presumably it will continue to attempt these uh, these these tests until it it, it succeeds. And for Japan's uh, from Japan's perspective, North Korea has actually launched several missiles over Japan uh, in the in the last 20 years or so. Uh, and so the Japanese are are, are keenly uh, focused on trying to resolve the North Korea issue once and for all, hopefully in concert with South Korea. There's kind mm -hmm. of been a newfound uh, uh, close partnership there um, between those two countries, as well as, of course, with the United States. OK, we'll be keeping an eye on the summit for the moment. Derek Grossman, thank you very much for coming on the program. Thank you. Thank you.